Preface of The Golden Bough, Volume 4, Part 3, The Dying God, by Sir James George Fraser. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recorded by Leon Harvey. Preface With this third part of The Golden Bough, we take up the question, Why had the king of the wood and Nemite? regularly to perish by the hand of his successor. In the first part of the work, I gave some reasons for thinking that the priest of Dana, who bore the title of King of the Wood, beside the still lake among the Alban hills, personated the great god Jupiter, or his duplicate Dianus, the deity of the oak, the thunder in the sky. On this theory, accordingly, we are at once confronted with a wider and deeper question. Why put a man-god or human representative of deity to a violent death? Why extinguish the divine light in its earthly vessel instead of husbanding it to its natural close? My general answer to that question is contained in the present volume. If I am right, the motive for slaying a man-god is of fear, lest with the enfeeblement of his body in sickness or old age, his sacred spirit should suffer a corresponding decay, which might imperil the general course of nature, and with it the existence of these worshippers, who believe the cosmic energies to be mysteriously knit up with those of their human divinity. Hence, if there is any measure of truth in this theory, the practice of putting divine men, and particularly divine kings, to death, which seems to have been common at a peculiar stage in the evolution of society and religion, was a crude but pathetic attempt to disengage an immortal spirit from its mortal envelope, to arrest the forces of decomposition in nature by retrenching with ruthless hand the first ominous symptoms of decay. We may smile if we please at the vanity of these, and the like efforts to stay the inevitable decline, to bring the relentless revolution of the great wheel to a stand, to keep use fleeting roses for ever fresh and fair. But perhaps in spite of every disillusionment, when we contemplate the seemingly endless vistas of knowledge which have been opened up even within our own generation, many of us may cherish in our heart of hearts a fancy, if not a hope, that some loophole of escape may after all be discovered from the iron wharfs of the prison house which threaten to close on and crush us, that groping about in the darkness mankind may yet chance to lay hands on that golden key that opens the place of eternity, and so to pass from this world of shadows and sorrow to a world of untroubled light and joy. If this is a dream, it is surely a happy and innocent one, and to those who would wake us up from it, we may murmur with Michelangelo, Pero non mi destar de parlabaso. James George Fraser, Cambridge, 11th of June, 1911. End of preface.